Live from the Alberta Abbey, it's Portland Story Theater's special Halloween show, Spellbound. May the narrative be with you. Thanks, Sam. Uh, Before I tell my story, I'd like to dedicate it to someone, and they know who they are. I'm dedicating this to Sneak. I'm an artist. I live in a treehouse. I say it's a treehouse because it is up in the treetops. It's actually the fourth floor of a historic home built in 1904. But because the house sits up on a little hill, it pushes me up into the trees. It's really beautiful in the summer. It's so private. I feel so safe up there. You can't see down to the street, nor can anyone see up to you. I really like it. It's, it's, it's the best place an artist could be. I um, have this companion that lives with me. Well, first let me describe the, 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 the place. It was the nanny's quarters or the maid's quarters of this house. But when they renovated the house, they turned this fourth floor into a loft. So it's one big room, pretty much. Um, with 14-foot cathedral ceilings, seven skylights, two of them open, so it never gets completely dark in the room. Full moon is good, but it never gets completely dark in the room. When you come in the room, well, first of all, I have to climb 58 stairs to get up there, and they're on the outside of the house. Fun in winter. But <laughs> you climb 58 stairs, you get up to this deck, and to get into the, uh, my loft, there's a big glass door, and next to it, uh, a casement, an old casement window. There are several, I think five of those windows left in the structure. When they renovated, they left some of the old architecture. Makes it kind of charming. You come in the door, and there is a little entryway. And then there are two walk-in closets, and then there's a galley kitchen and a bathroom, and it's about 30 feet to the far wall. In the middle are two skylights. I keep my easel there, my paintings, my painting supplies. And I sleep in a bed on the far wall under one of the skylights. It's magical at times, truly magical. But there's one way in and one way out. One door. I live in this space with my companion. His name is Buddy. He is a bullseye yellow tabby. I met him when he was two weeks old. I brought him home when he was eight weeks old. He's now three years old. He's an unusual cat. He's friendly. He likes people. You can pet the top of his head at times. He doesn't like to be picked up. He doesn't like to be held. He's not a lap cat. But most of all, he doesn't make any sound. This cat never mews. This cat never cries for food. This cat just doesn't make any sound. Under the window, once you get inside, there's a table. On the table is a chair. On the chair, there's a little rug. And Buddy lays there uh, sleeping, or he lays there gazing out to the squirrels and the birds on the deck that he can't get to. There's a shelf under the table that has a lot of art supplies on it. The table's up against a wall. On the wall, there are paintings. And leaning up against the wall, 
there are paintings. So it's another little workspace once you get in the room. One night, one Saturday night, a few months ago, it was raining. It had been raining all day, but it's still raining. It's about 11 o'clock at night. I was really tired. It been a long week. I decided I want to go to bed early. I love the sound of the patter of the rain lulling me to sleep on the skylight. I was going to go to bed early and get some good sleep. Now, normally, my dreams are right on the surface. I mean, I know that I'm in the dream. And this night, being tired, I lay down in bed. Buddy lays down next to me. Buddy, he doesn't make sounds, but he does have a purr, but you have to get down really close. It's more a vibration than anything. So I go into this really deep, dark sleep. I must have been really tired because I just fell out, no dreams at all. About 3.30 in the morning, 3, 3.30 in the morning, I wake up very startled to someone or something screaming at the top of their lungs, just screaming out loud at the top of their lungs. I wake up, my eyes open, I'm half asleep, and Buddy is running from one room to the other, from one end of the place to the other, screaming out loud, jumping on the bed, screaming at me, getting on the floor, screaming at me, obviously trying to wake me up. But he's just running back and forth, screaming as loud as he can. I've never heard this cat make a sound. So I'm laying there, and I go, Buddy, Buddy! And Buddy bolts for the closet and hides. That's it. And I'm going, what the hell is going on? I'm half asleep. I look around the room. I think, is Buddy bleeding? Has something fell on my cat? But I'm really scared. So I look around the room. And because it never gets dark, you can always make out stuff. And I don't have to turn on the light to go to the bathroom at night. And so I'm looking around the room. And I look back to the door and the window. And I see or think I see, a form kind of folding in the window. I'm not sure exactly what it is. I can't really tell. It's dim enough that I just can't tell what it is. I've never felt unsafe up there, but there's this form. It was like the blob from that 1950s Steve McQueen movie. It was just like oozing in the window. I didn't really know what it was. So I'm frozen to the bed. And all of a sudden, there's this crash. Whatever it was has knocked the chair over, knocked the paintings over. And this sound wakes me out of my fear. I turn on the light. I get out of the bed. And I look back there. And a man is crawling through the window into my space, one way in, one way out. And I'm standing there. I don't really know what to do. I don't have a weapon. I've never had a weapon. I will never have a weapon probably. So I just stand there in my bare feet and in my boxer shorts and my T-shirt, and I go, no! <laughs> and then I go back to him, right? By this time, he's on the floor, and he's right there in front of me. And I'm going, get out! You know, get out of here. Who are you? I don't know you. Get out of my space. Just get out. The phone starts ringing. Phone's ringing. Phone's ringing. Phone's ringing. I say, get out. He looks up at me, and he goes, I'm Luke. You know me. I'm Luke. You know who I am. I said, I don't know any Luke. I don't know who the hell you are. You have to get out of here. Get out. So the phone is ringing. It's raining. There's this strange man down on the floor, and I'm standing here alone thinking, good God, I'm going to die, right? He puts his hands on the floor, and he kind of folds up 
The same way he folded in the window and he folds up. And he's like 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, if he's an inch. And he's all wet and really big. And all I can do is say, oh, my God, you're huge. <laughs> I didn't know really what to do. I thought, if I go answer the phone, he's going to think I'm going for the cops. I'm dead. I can't get out of here. Plus, he's standing in front of the door, one way in, one way out. So I just try to be brave, and I say, you know, you need to get out. You need to go. You need to get out of my space. I don't know who you are. Just get out. So I get by him, and I open the door, and he does. He just walks right out to the deck. He pauses for a bit. He walks down to the first level. He pauses. He turns around and looks at me, and he says, I'm sorry. I really am sorry. Well, I just go in the house, and I slam the door, right? The phone is ringing. The phone is ringing. I go over and answer the phone. It's the neighbors downstairs. They call the cops. They come up. The cops come up. We're all standing there, me half naked, and they want to know what happened. Well, they're not going to find him, and he's off into the night somewhere. They don't know where he is, right? So they just leave. There's nothing they can do. They just leave. They leave me there. And as soon as they close the door and leave, Buddy comes out of the closet and just comes up to my leg and starts petting my leg as if to say, you know, it's okay. It's all good now. I put all the stuff back. I say, Buddy, let's go back to bed. So we do. We go over. We lay down in the bed. I turn the light off. Buddy's laying here. And I drop back into that deep sleep. I've never seen that man again. Not yet. 